Good morning. I'm Byron Fayette. It is 16 March 2021, and as I read that the day's hot investment is in Chinese liquor stocks, I note that on this day, way back in time, Mong Zhejiang declares himself emperor in China, I guess, and says that the folks who wear old shoes no longer have to drink Tang. Confusing? Well, I was engaged to a Chinese for two years. Nothing my Chinese ex-fiancé said made any sense either. 1521, this day in history, Ferdinand Magellan, Portuguese explorer, arrived in the Philippines and about as welcome as a porcupine on a nude beach and was killed 30 days later. 1871, Delaware enacts the first fertilizer, the first fertilizer law, now, we're still waiting for such forward thinking in the architects where people are known to plant their tomatoes still above their leaky septic tanks. 1926, this day, Robert Goddard fires, Robert Goddard the scientist, fires his first highly explosive liquid-fueled rocket, something that the heavy drinkers among us men do first thing each morning. And today in 1993, the French finally approve ostrich meat, fit for human consumption. On the way, meats and liquors fit and not fit for human consumption here in the Arklatex. Now, I spent my first two years of high school in the South where parents start cutting a child's milk with moonshine at six months of age. My last two years of high school in the Midwest, where kids experience their first beer at the back of some cornfield at about age 16. I keep in touch with both Midwestern and Southern alumni, going to my class reunions in Ohio and writing my architect's friends at Angola Prison in Louisiana. Maybe a correlation there, but as the whiskey loses its effect this morning and the coffee is not yet stepping up to bat, said correlation is yet unclear. As mentioned, ostrich meat was approved today in 1993 for consumption in France, which would lead any rational thinking person to ask, why did a culture that pioneered the eating of garlicky, buttery snails for hundreds of years hold out so long on allowing people to eat what is essentially a big damn chicken. Most folks down here will eat about anything that flies, ducks, geese, dove, quail, pheasant, and even the occasional Yankee who comes flying over the swamp in a hang glider. But when it comes to things that crawl in the mud across the garden and, and, and into your work boots, if, if you left them laying on their side, we can be a little more finicky. Running, flying, swimming, climbing... That's all okay. In the future, I'll mention the raccoon barbecue I attended with a former president. Even slithering, um, all good for the stew pot. And we have critters in combination here. Flying squirrels and, yes, rabbits that swim. Crawling, leaving the trail behind them, not so much. At least so far as the culinary arts are concerned. And as I note that the latest liquor news says Chinese-Mongolian baiju is the latest hot commodity, I have to admit for myself and, and a few others in my family, this may be a superior invention of the Northern Asians. Maybe. 
Now, us folks from the pine forests and bios learned early to drink anything with a good purchase to inebriation ratio. The cheapest thing was always corn shine. Corn moonshine sold in a gallon milk jug for five bucks when Jack Daniels was ten dollars a fifth. Rye moonshine back in the 80s was the superior off-market product, going for about seven a gallon. As long as both lacked that green tint, belying it having been brewed in a radiator in an old Buick, it was probably all right. Now, having drank that, I thought I could handle anything until I got my hands on a small bottle of Bijou out of Mongolia. If you haven't had it, then close your eyes unless you are driving. Close your eyes and imagine. Imagine on your tongue the sweetest almond you ever ate. Now, on top of that, imagine a high-pressured hose forcing kerosene onto your palate. And finally, open your nostrils and imagine that Genghis Khan had a jockstrap he hadn't washed in 30 years and it somehow wound up on your face. That is a kind description of Baiju. That bottle only 10% drank by me was given to a tough uncle of mine. So tough was that uncle that when he walked down the street, as they say, even the sewers would back up. But this tough uncle had never drank a Mongolian sewer. The bottle came back. Only 15% total drank. To this day, it sits under the sink among the bleach and ammonia. So does that mean this Chinese liquor product is actually superior to good old made-in-the-USA moonshine? No, it just means Chinese liquor is no more desirable than a box full of Chinese tools. I'm Byron Fayette, reminding you to drink at home. It's cheaper, it's safer, and the worm in the bottom of that mezcal bottle from Mexico still looks better than the snails they eat in France and California.